Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everyone. In addition to our usual obscenity warning, I want to warn you that this episode contains mention of a death more gruesome than any so far in this book. So take care of yourselves. Hello, welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading chapter 14 of Street Magic. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. No more Mr. Nice Mage. (laughs) (laughs) Chapter 14 can be summed up in three words. Briar is pissed. (laughs) He goes to the Viper Den where he runs into some gate lords and he's like, nah, I'm not fucking with you. And he throws those seed balls that Goodwin's been waiting for. Oh, finally. So he ties up the gate lords and then he goes into the Viper Den. He ties up some vipers and he's like, where's Evie? She's about yay tall, looks like this, and she's my student. And then somebody tries to stab him, and he says, stabbing's not an answer. And so he ties up some more vipers. Briar is wrong. Stabbing is an answer. It is just an incorrect answer. Only on this occasion, though. I just love the phrase, stabbing's not an answer. <laughs> I feel like Briar has used stabbing as an answer before, though, so he can't- Stabbing is an answer only when he does it. Exactly. <laughs> he ties up more vipers, absolutely destroys their den, and then leaves because he realizes Evie's not there and he can feel his vine of power connecting to her and he figures, oh, she's probably been taken- to bitchy McBitchface's house. He, but before we move on, he made the front door and the back door to this den. The doors are trees in front of the doorways yep. now where nobody can get in or out. Yep. That's yes. crazy. That's so crazy. <laughs> a dead door is now a live tree on both ends. Like, I'm done. It it's not crazy. the first time I'll say it, and it won't be the last time I'll say it. What was that about being a villain? Ah, yes. (laughs) On his way to Lady Zanadia's house, Briar stops some of the police officers and he's like, hey, go get your sheriff. She's kidnapped my student. Are you going to actually like do your fucking jobs now? 
and they're like what you're not a mage and he's like oh yeah i'll prove it to you and he takes one seed that is still stuck to his hand just sort of casually flicks it into the dirt and lets it grow into this giant ass rose vine and then he doesn't even bother to say anything more he's just like bye i have (laughs) shit to do believe what you want bye i never have related to briar in such a a personal level as I do in this chapter and the next. (laughs) So then he gets to her house and there's like guards and shit that don't want him there and he quickly deals with them. He uses himself as bait while he's attacking the place. You wouldn't think that plant magic could be this destructive and yet plant magic is so destructive. I feel like there's a good lead up to this with Evie continually saying that she doesn't like plants because they're rock killers. Mm -hmm. Because that's exactly what he does. He's just like, I'm gonna fuck all your shit up. In the meantime, while Briar is fucking some shit up, Evie is busy also being a boss. So So smart. Yeah, Evie sees Lady Zanadia and she's like, okay, I have to play my cards right. First of all, she sends all of her magic like into the house so that no one will be able to sense the magic inside of her. And then she kisses Lady Zanadia on her fingers and says, oh, thank you. Thank you so much for rescuing me from Briar, blah, 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 blah. And acts like the poor damsel in distress until everybody goes away. Put it the slide a lot this week. I'm a damsel. I'm in distress. Have a nice day. <laughs> this chapter ends with Briar discovering bones. Human bones yep. in the garden where Child the uh, yeah, where the plants have had their good food. Mm-hmm. Yum yum. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. Be good children. I won't be but a minute. Yes. Yes. (laughs) The note attached to this is, what was that about being a villain? Question mark. Yeah. I'm used to him being violent in ways. We've seen him do violent acts before. But I think what is so scary about this chapter is the calmness. He's just so calm throughout the whole thing. And it's it's so scary. He could easily flip like that if he wanted to. We've seen Briar mad. We've seen we him mad. We have. But we haven't seen him since he's had four years to work on that anger. And he's just very calm. It's very scary. It is terrifying. It's very terrifying. Um, uh, the Vipers might find another den one day, but it would not be this one. Not when Briar was finished. It's the bitch, you'll remember me. You will remember this day. It's kind of like the vine that he makes for the guards later. He's like, oh, they'll remember that I was here. Unless they cut it down. By the time he had reached the far door, the vines had borne fruit. A crop of dangling trapped Vipers. I got that. I highlighted that one too. I just love that. <laughs> we we talked about it, but I did make a note for it, and I have to I have to say it. You didn't answer. Stabbing isn't an answer, but Briar stabbing is an answer. 
is one of your answers. A piece of literature that I relate to horrifyingly well. Sheer spite made him wake in the back door. As soon as I read that line, I was like, "Mm, indie. (laughs) (laughs) You're now seeing why I relate so much to Briar. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot. Definitely. Sheer spike. Oh, yep, that's an indie move right there. <laughs> I like that so much. You know, he didn't just hang the people up, but he destroyed their hideout entirely. He's bad. He's very bad. bad. He shows up, shows up to the house and is like, this is what my uh, game plan is. And then just fucking wakes up his tree, his tree specifically, and says, have fun, go grow do stuff just dropping stuff as he goes along making it grow he's gone into the fucking kitchens making spices wake back up and turn back into <laughs> put like this boy is done d-u-n done <laughs> uh, the note attached to this one was what was that about being a villain question mark question mark question mark <laughs> him with the uh the man that he's got tied up in the vines it's like that's a good decision i'd hate to think of all the tinder places this thing will hook if you move mm-hmm. don't go away now <laughs> D- or not, not, maybe not evil but delightfully devilish yes yeah. like, he walked as if he had the right to be there hands in his pockets just taking a stroll walking up into this bitch's house like he's just like let's go one spot where a clump of decoder pines stood, the wall shifted as the pines expanded outwards. Briar went over to pat them and tell them they had done well. If the trees had been young girls, they would have blushed and praised. They quivered instead and continued to grow. I'm just like... <laughs> and then I'm going to go ahead and get on a small spot for the last paragraph. All the same, he didn't order the plants to cover the bones or the trees to open a hole so they could be tucked back into the earth. Some instinct made him place them a little way from the still-growing pines and draw a surface circle, or cypress oil protective circle around them. Only then did he wipe his fingers on his handkerchief and continue his walk. With all of the violence, a brutal, and dare I say carnage, <laughs> that this has presented, the tender care for the dead here is a very nice contrast that draws back a sense of humanity. Because we see here, Briar is very quickly, if left to his own devices, will become a monster. He has that power. But this scene where he protects the dead, it roots him back to his humanity again. He does have some other thoughts other than violence and bloodlust. A lot of mine was just a lot of the same, like Briar being snarky. Be good children. <laughs> and Be good. stabbing isn't an answer. I like that he was nice to his vines and he was like, hey, watch the lamps. They burn. And it made me think him and Evie will be a really good pair because she can make lamps that won't burn his plants. Oh, true. And when his seed balls are described, when they start growing, they're described as growing as if they meant to do 20 years worth of growing in an afternoon. And I wrote, I'm sure they do. Somewhere in this chapter, it mentions that it's autumn. And so we're getting some passage of time. 
I'm pretty sure there was something about magic steps kind of taking place in the summer, like end of summer, maybe spoilers, cold fire. The next book takes place during winter. We're getting, we're getting a passage of time. He gets his tree that he installed in her house to grow. So uh, maybe buying a tree from him was a bad idea, but he also draws power from his shakan. And I'm just like, Briar and his shakan OTP. I love their relationship. <laughs> that yes. is a good, loving OTP. They take care of each other. They, they really watch each do. other's backs. They they share power. Like I don't remember what was going on when I read this chapter, but I wrote, this is a really great chapter to read when you're angry. So yeah. something had happened that day that I was upset about. And then I went and read this chapter and it was great. <laughs> we, I think we had talked about this. I think we did at but some I point. I can't remember what it was. You were yeah. on one. <laughs> I was super pissed. And then I got to go read Briar just tearing shit up and it was great. Very so cathartic. If you're, yeah if you're ever really upset just go back and read this chapter of street magic it will help zanadia correcting evie's grammar like oh god rose thorn and her have something in common rose thorn see what this is see what this does see how bad this is also the healer is a bitch she assumes that evie's gonna pee on the floor right like Like a common animal or something she has been compared to a cat and if <laughs> cat does not have a box, they will go on the floor. And then finally, I like Briar considers for a moment that the body was just like a normal burial. Like that it, he's like, okay, it is possible that this is just like a kid of a servant who died and they buried him in the garden because that's a nicer place to be buried than just the middle of the desert or whatever. I'd rather be buried there. Well, but I mean, still, it makes like, sense because mm. there's only one body so far. I'm sure if he would have right. uncovered like a bunch of people, he would have felt differently. But it was only one body so far. Yeah. I'm sure there will be more. I thought it was interesting that I think he has like reservations about it because he he like had several different excuses running through his head, it seemed like, why someone would be buried there, but still he left it out instead of opening it back up or burying it again. I think he could feel something was off even if it wasn't like at his at the forefront of his thoughts. Yeah. When doing grave excavations, if they are digging up a mass grave tend to what they do even if they plan on putting them in a box and putting them somewhere else they will take them out and try and line them up on the outskirts of the massive hole in which that they have them so they can make sure that all of the bones most likely go to the right body and i feel this is an instance of it might not be everything that's there but it's a majority of what's there and I think that it's a, if there's anything left, we need to know where it is and we need to know who it goes to so they can be put to rest again. I think that there is that vague inkling of something sinister has gone on, but at the same time with everything as in upheaval as it is, I think it would have been more detrimental to the body that remained to cover it back up and let everything finish its course. I more think it comes down to care of dead more than the something's afoot, but 
yeah, that that is definitely also an option of there could have been that draw of something isn't right about this, even though yeah. it was only the one body that was found. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about it that way. I liked when Briar absolutely wrecked absolutely everyone's shit completely and totally. <laughs> Gate Lord, Viper, Guardsman, the only people he didn't just beat the shit out of were like the city guards. And that was just because he didn't have time and also probably didn't want to get in any more trouble than he was gonna. But like <laughs> he already knew he was about to get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. He was he was, he like, was like aware. I'm not gonna Assaulting an officer should not be added to that list. <laughs> yeah, assaulting private citizens is fine, but, but probably not, not government officials. Exactly. Regardless of how I feel about that personally, I can see the logic behind it. Anime villain throughout the entire chapter, frankly. He, he's snarky, he's destroying stuff out of spite, for good reasons, but still spite. I loved how thorough he was, too. He didn't just tie up all the vipers and the gate lords. Like, he destroyed the hideout. No one's going to be hiding in that place anytime soon, because it's full of thorny brambles, and the doors have been made into fucking trees again, essentially. You, you can't use it at all. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I was thinking it's kind of like a, a way of Briar to, like, stop... Maybe not stop the gang violence, but like destroy a portion of it to not be able to have that hidden hangout where they can congregate. I feel like that's a pretty big step to potentially stopping this gang from continuing to exist. At least temporarily. Way out if they want to. Having a safe place for them to go back to. If they don't have that, it's kind of hard to run an operation successfully. But he does that. Uh, he just destroys Lady Sanadia's walls, which is good and deserved. Kind of like what Molly was saying earlier, like it's it's kind of cathartic to read that. He's just letting loose. And he has good reason to, but he is letting loose. He's letting his power run rampant. Like you said, Andy, even activating the spices in the kitchen, that seems a little excessive. That, that's a little, it's a little extra, buddy. It's a little I much. Mean, I'm here for it. Yeah, it's awesome. I, uh... It is a bit much. It went in on the action. Like, that is fair. <laughs> I mean... Grasses sprouted in his wake, the burst of roaring green life rustling like the sweep of, of an imperial cloak. As he enjoyed the growing cool of the evening, Briar roused every plant and seed around him. Just the idea of him walking through this like beautiful garden and like everything around his feet and behind him just growing and sprouting, the visual of that. My brain's imagination just was like running wild. So my first one has already been mentioned where he uh, makes them all dangle <laughs> like fruit in the vines. He started off nice. He was trying to ask them questions like, hey, I'll let you get back to your war. First, I got to ask you where Evie is. And they all spit in his face and cursed at him. Of course, he's going to dangle them upside down into a vine. And then Listen, after that, justifiable action here. Right? The disrespect that these vipers show him and all he does is put them upside down. They're lucky that's all he did. They so, got off easy. Really? Spitting in people's faces and cursing at them? Oh, hell no. And all, all he does is hang them upside down. He saw there was stones that appeared to have exploded out of the wall. And he's like, hmm. Evie's been here. He's like, oh, these idiots treat her like a helpless kitten. But no, no, she is not. She is going <laughs> to fuck shit up too. That's my girl. <laughs> she is my student. She will learn from the best about uh -huh. fucking shit up. Like, <laughs> you yes. fought back. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if, you, if you recall, 
she fought back because she did not want Briar to be disappointed in her. <laughs> yes. And disappointed he is not. He's like, mm-hmm. he is not. He's like, that's my girl. That, that's my girl. That's there. my girl right there. Yes. Again, India said several times about him being a villain throughout this. I, I was like, yes, they deserve it. But at the same time, it's like, okay, so he's not freeing these people before he just takes off. But then I saw this line. I was like, okay, it's fine. Because it said, if they were not cut loose first, the plants would free them at dawn. They thought of that before when they created this. When uh, they created them. When they created it. They're like, you know what? That's (laughs) hardwired into them. Briar probably would have not thought twice. No, probably not. But Rose Thorn being Rose Thorn. Fail safe. We just want to restrain them for a little bit. And then let them go. It's fine. We're not going to be around anymore. We'll have already been taken off. There's no need to murder them. <laughs> it's fine. My thought is, is how are these vipers going, going to get out? Because he barricaded both doors <laughs> with trees. So even if they are let go, how are they getting the hell out? You are asking a million dollar question right now. <laughs> how are they getting out? <laughs> I don't know but he didn't he didn't kill them well I mean he did put the trees in front of the doors so I guess I don't know they're fucked (laughs) they're just fucked they can can figure it out they got themselves in there they can get themselves out Uh, there's just some more obstacles now yes I love it it's great I like the description of the shotgun feeling itchy I guess uh, he doesn't get to call on the shotgun very much and so all this power is building up into the tree and the tree is complaining about all this power being built up and it feels and so Briar's like let's scratch this itch when uh Briar is just strolling through the gardens at Lady Zanadia's he's thinking to himself people rarely crossed mages it was his duty to remind the lady why tonight yes go fucking get her get that bitch I feel like we've heard about this happening before keeping in mages good graces and stuff like paying them and stuff correctly and not scamming them or whatever but this is the first time we're seeing kind of why the repercussions of what can happen yeah i think there's a mention early in the series some instances like this where mages were seen as mean and terrible because at the slightest inconvenience they would I feel like we kind of saw that with Yarun, right? Because people would slight him. And I'm not going to put your fire out. I'm going to protect everyone else but you. Fuck you. Burn down. There's been some allusions to it, if not direct interactions with it. Because, yeah, you don't piss off powerful people. For reasons that will now become obvious. I had one last one. And it's when Evie calls back all her magic after everyone leaves. And she thinks to herself, hmm, this should be real easy. These stones aren't stubborn with age from sitting here. So I'll be able to make them move real easily. <laughs> She's, yes. She's like, I got oh. this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I already tore up the fucking viper's den. That rock had been sitting there for forever it was so stubborn and i pulled that shit out this shit 
no problem. I got this. I just have to bat my pretty little eyelashes and I'll go, yes, man, do what I want. Thank you for saving me. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Tear down your walls. <laughs> you really Love hammed it up, but it, it worked like a hook, line, and stinker. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. She knew what she was doing. Oh, yeah. There is no way to misconstrue that little Miss Evie knew how to play the system. Doesn't it mention that she learned that from her mom? That she recalled seeing her mom do that? And so she's like, hmm, that's one good thing my mom taught me. Evie is very smart. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find other than don't piss off Briar Moss? First off, do no harm. But second, take no shit. I did not want to bring it up as a like, even though it is a like. So I'm going to just hop on my little hobby horse here and People rarely crossed majors. It was his duty to remind the lady why tonight. There is such a fury 
in Briar. We've kind of learned that mages can be fickle creatures. The slightest thing can be seen as an insult and they will respond in kind. Most of them don't usually go to this level of dramatics to get their point across, but... (laughs) I feel it is necessary for this level of dramatics in order to get this point across. This is why you do not fuck with mages. Uh, I feel like all four of them are going to do something crazy. Because, I mean, with Sandri, she literally exploded a couple people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see this. Accident. That was by, no, no, that was by accident. She true. did not intentionally, that was not what her That's setting true. out to do was. She did not set out to That's true. explode people. Ryer, <laughs> on the other hand, has set, set out, out to, to explode to. some people. And so Sandry's it, one of more, the more hot-headed ones. Yeah. Three of them are hot-headed, so, you know. <laughs> the one that works with flaming metal all day is the one who's not, which is very interesting. <laughs> Which is crazy. Actually, I think that's super fitting, though, because once metal is cooled, it tends to be very sturdy and it takes heat really well. True. Yeah. Plants just thinking take heat very well. Thread doesn't take heat very well. A weather witch does not take heat very well. (laughs) In this chapter, it's evident. And in the next chapter, it will be more prevalent. (laughs) What happens when you get on the wrong side of the wrong person? Oh, boy. My theme was mental chess because of all of the the strategizing and the things that both Briar and Evie are doing. Evie is fucking brilliant in this chapter and all of her like careful but very quick thinking of oh I'm gonna do this so that they'll leave me alone and then I can fuck some shit up absolutely brilliant I guess my theme I already basically said take no shit he started off trying to be nice and then showed him disrespect my theme was um breaking shit Evie is about to break a lot of shit I can, we can already tell. She's like, what you said, Brittany, basically. This is new rock. It's not as stubborn. I'm about to bust out of here. Oh, yeah. Briar, clearly breaking the fucking Viper's entire hideout. Didn't have to do it, but since they were spitting on his face and being dicks, why not, yeah. right? Yeah. Fuck it. Try to be nice. Yeah, maybe try to clean up the streets a little bit, too, you know? Just yeah. kind of destroying the entire power base of those two gangs. Also, the walls, ladies and audience, he's just busting through them in the most dramatic way possible, too. He could have just made a little hold, like sneak in or something, but he's like, you know what? Fuck this entire block length <laughs> of, of fucking uh, wall. You, you don't deserve it. You, you stole my student. I'm mad. I'm going to break shit. That's, that's it. Just breaking shit. A very, I, I think a very thoughtful and in-depth theme, if you ask me. Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? When all else fails, fuck shit up. Yeah. (laughs) When communications break down, you break down the communications. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm just going to throw this like just like straight off the bat, and I hope this doesn't come back to bite me in the future. But if one of my loved ones was kidnapped, I would do unspeakable things to, to the people that did it. Briar went easy on these people, I think. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit. That is to be seen. <laughs> we do have one more chapter left. You have one more chapter, that's true. But my personal magic, this entire chapter reminded me a little bit of a quote from John Wick. I thought I basically shoved Briar in there, but um, he is a man of focus, commitment, and sheer fucking will. When Briar is in there, essentially interrogating the uh, the Vipers, I guess fighting them before the interrogation, there was a scene where there was someone in front of him about to punch him, and instead of fighting back physically, like you'd think someone would, punching him back or dodging or something. He grabs him with a vine, but it says that it, it's not that he couldn't punch him or didn't want to. It's just that Evie was more important. He's only in there to find Evie. He's not in there to punish these people. He's not in there to get back at them for drawing the camel guts, essentially, or hurting his friends. He is in there to find Evie. That is his goal. That is his entire reason for being there right now. So... That is what he's focusing on. He's not in there punching people or, you know, beating the shit out of them because he's mad. He, he's in there because he's mad, but he's there to find Evie. And he's focused solely on that. The The entire chapter kind of goes like that. He, he is going after Evie, like when he runs into the guards, instead of like sitting there and trying to explain what's going on or, you know, fighting past him or something. He's like, hey, listen, I'm going to go bust into this lady's place. Your boss wanted to get in there for a while. Let him know. Here's a fucking tree I just grew to prove it, and I'm gone. He, he just dips. It's incredible his uh, that amount of focus that he's just focused on that one thing. And I wish my brain could focus on finishing one singular task at a time instead of being distracted by twenty others. That's kind of my personal magic is to try to try to have that focus to to, to focus on one singular thing. Maybe not as important as you know rescuing someone from being kidnapped, but uh, definitely trying to focus on stuff and, and getting stuff done. Mine was really similar because Briar is fucking smart. He's so brilliant and he's really good at strategizing. I was like, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to strategize the way he does. He doesn't go in, into the situation half-cocked. Like, he's got it planned out and, and he, he has it planned out to his abilities. It's such a good chapter. It really was. I really, really enjoyed this chapter. My magic for this one, don't take shit, I guess. A lot of times I I feel I let myself be a doormat and just continue to let people walk all over me. I just roll with it. I'm like, okay, it's fine. Not a big deal. Whatever. But no, stop taking all that shit. I actually have two. One is mind the lamps. They burn. Generational trauma is a thing. You do your best to stay away from it. It still comes about in ways that can and will shut you down. So I have been dealing with a lot of that with the holidays. My biological mother actually was like, hey, so everybody's going to be here on Christmas and everybody wants to see you. I can't just respond with, "Mm, not to be dramatic, but I'd really rather die. Mind your trauma. Mind what causes your setbacks your your triggers all of this stuff and be just copiously aware of them especially during holidays in which you have to deal with these people because yeah the lamps they most definitely burn i have to 
remember to not just rush into things without necessarily judging what's waiting on the other side to have plans but my plans don't always involve being careful (laughs) and the other one is violence yay violence (laughs) there we go we're gonna just bring this back up again the vipers might find another den one day but it would not be this one not when briar was finished i want that to be my mark on someone's life you cross me you might uh be able to put back the pieces together but it ain't gonna be here and you're gonna remember why at the end of our episode we like to have an excerpt from the following chapter so this is an excerpt from the 15th and final chapter of street magic here we go from inside the house he heard the thunder of falling stone it went on for a breath then stopped A puff of dust rose in the air over the roof like smoke. Briar forced a query to Evie through their bond. What he got back was savage satisfaction and a calming of her rage. Whatever had taken place, she was pleased. A fresh series of rumbles began in the house as green voices called a warning to Briar. The lady's mute certainly was silent in his movements, but the grasses on which he walked were not. The mute had come around the house to take Briar from behind. Using his right hand, the boy slid a cloth bundle out of his kit a special mix he had worked on for a long time. In his left, he had already grasped grasped a wrist knife. The bowstring settled around his neck, then wrenched cruelly tight, cutting off Briar's air. He tossed his small bundle behind him, where he guessed the mute's feet to be, and slid his knife under the strangler's cord. The knife bit into his neck as it cut the bowstring. Briar didn't mind a little blood if it meant he could breathe again. He smashed a booted heel into into the mute's bare foot, hearing bone crunch, then lunged away. Turning to face his attacker, Briar coughed, his throat aching from the pressure of the cord. Now he gripped knives in both hands. How many of them did you do that to? He snarled when he could speak again. Did you like it? Did you have fun choking them and burying them as fertilizer? The mute bent over, trying to massage his foot. He didn't even look at Briar. The second assailant didn't try to be quiet. Behind him, Briar heard the hiss of a drawn sword. With his power, he tapped the bundle he left between the mute's feet and faced the swordsman. The man leveled his weapon. Sharp metal gleamed in the scant light cast out here by indoor lamps. Another sullen rumble came from inside the house, drawing closer to them. Neither the man nor Briar risked a look to see what caused it. Instead, the swordsman laughed when he saw Briar's knives. I have the advantage of you, boy, he told Briar smoothly. I have reach and expertise. The mute shrieked, his tongueless mouth freeing a sound more animal than human. He screamed a second time. The third cry broke off in the middle. After that, the only sounds were the rattle of branches growing rapidly, tearing flesh and a slow, wet drip. The swordsman could see it over Briar's shoulder. His eyes widened in horror. Briar didn't turn. He and Rosethorn had once defended Winding Circle from pirates using mixed seeds of thorny plants. The girls had given him use of their magic to make the plants extra lethal. A similar mix of seeds had been in the packet he'd tossed at the mute. Now, Briar told the swordsman in a chatty tone, four years ago, it took me and my three friends to work this bit. He had to raise his voice to be heard over the crunch of falling stone in the house. The trick is to make this stuff grow so fast it just goes clean through anybody on top of it. He grinned, showing teeth. I've learned a lot since then. I can do it by myself. The copper tang of fresh blood drifted on the desert wind. The swordsman stood motionless, eyes bulging at the nightmare behind Briar. 
the boy sheathed one of his knives. His foe didn't look as if he wanted to attack anymore. I can do it to you, Briar said quietly. In fact, maybe I should. He reached into his kit. The swordsman fled, stumbling and thrashing his way through the rioting guarding plants. He ran not for the house, but for a gap in the vines that had torn the back wall. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Oh no! You've ruined it! You told us everything. I knew I was going to do that one of these days. Kills what guy? You've ruined everything. There's a guy? There's a guy. And apparently Briar fucking straight up murders him. He he kills him dead on purpose? Okay. Or is this one of those villain I, things where the villain does something well, but the hero ends now up Now you have to read of... that part because now I have to read that part gave because... it away. Jeez. I'm sorry. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. 